Hey guys, and welcome to another weekly Celebrity Mayhem on the Latin Babbler Show. We've got an amazing night for you planned. This is our round robin show where we get to talk about different celebrities and some fun, some not, but mostly funny. Why? Because we go in on them. Joining me this week, as we mentioned before, is Maite La Tigera. Woohoo! The heat is on. Boom, boom, boom. The heat is on. Miss Rocky. That's right. Some like it hot. (laughs) (laughs) And from our reality TV segment, Bree is in the house. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? We're doing fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start off our night with Tigra. You got news about Demi Lovato. Well, my peoples, remember like a few months ago, we were like, oh my God, how beautiful Demi Lovato and Max, they're engaged. We're doing, she's so happy. You know, she's, you know, did her rehabbing. They were lovely, lovely, bougie, 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 bougie. Well, that is all over, my friends. Apparently, she broke off the engagement. She's walking around with no ring on her finger, but it gets better. Apparently, Max is saying that they have, that he found out they broke up through a tabloid while he was on set filming his new movie. And he said that it's not officially over until they speak on the phone. Mind you, there were some rumors about some postings that he did with Selena Gomez that was like disrespectful and she was defending him against the media. The family doesn't like him. Her friends don't like him. They saw a lot of red flags on him. They think that his intentions were not good to be with her. Mm. And so, come on, people. They were only together for like four months and got engaged. Come on, how much can you know about someone in four months? They were just taken by the moment, the quarantine life. So that's what's going on right now. I called it. Yeah, you did. I did call it. You remember, I called it. I thought it was too quick. (laughs) I said, these people just met. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the engagement came in. And everybody was like, ah. I was like, hey, I'm happy for her because, you know. Or come back and everything. So I, you know, I don't want to turn around and throw ill shade to it, but I called it yeah, because did. celebrities have these issues. And if you're doing it that fast, you have that issue. But we have actually an insider to kind of what Max is kind of like. So our our very own reality TV Brie was actually on set as Demi Lovato stand in, and Brie, you're with us, and you actually talked to Max. The time that you were there, correct? I mean, yeah, he's a sweetheart. I had no clue that this was Max, Demi's fiance. I honestly, I wasn't with the celebrity gossip when that was happening. Um, so yeah, we spoke and we, we spoke about Demi. We spoke about acting in general. It was really nice, but I did not get the vibe that he was there for the wrong reasons. He seemed like a genuinely nice person who cared for Demi and he only had amazing things to say. And on set, they were also very close. Like, they just both respected each other and like he just seemed to calm her whenever she felt anxious. So to hear this, I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> but I might be biased just because of like the one time I did meet him. Now you found wow. out you found out some information about because a lot of it probably has to do with his belief system and her belief system. So what did you find out as far as like his belief system? Oh yes. Yeah, he is a devout Christian, but I think what really from what I'm reading, what caused the break off was, you know, that it was their first time being separated and their first time having a distance. Um, they spent their entire time together. 
like during quarantine and as Demi was even working on her set, you know, he was there while she was recording Okay, Not Okay, the music video and they were, to, for him to finally be separated and to have this distance, it is a new challenge in their relationship. So that's probably what was too much. That's what I'm assuming as of right now. They got hit with that. They got hit with that distance. It's what hits every reality TV uh, couple yeah. once they get out of those those shows. They get hit with that distance, and then all of a sudden, we're trying to figure out why they broke up. Yeah. So there mm-hmm. it is. Wow, we got the inside scoop. Mm. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> she. I remember. I remember hearing about you know the conversation. It seemed like this guy was legit. So I'm interested to find out what we what we really know about him afterwards. You know, he could be. You know. Yeah. All I gotta say is that they were things started going downhill the moment they started talking about his posts on social media about Selena Gomez and a few of her friends. That's when things started getting ugly. That's very true. There's also rumors that like Demi might be thinking that he used her for her fame because he did become more noticed um, as their relationship was building. So there's just like a bunch of factors as to why the breakup might have happened. Yeah, but how is she not expecting that? I mean, it's the guy who's with Demi Lovato. They don't even mention his name probably they're just like oh Demi Lovato's fiance anybody who gets with this girl is going to get you know instant excessive popularity compared to what he originally was I mean to give Max credit he is a three times Emmy nominator so it might you know he he does have a uh, a bit of fame himself yeah but he's not Demi he's not Demi though I never heard of him until we knew about Demi (laughs) I mean, when you're yeah. nominated for Emmys, you know, you are a somebody. <laughs> so you know it's part. not like she was with, like, the janitor or something. And then, you know, he became more famous. Like, no, he was someone who had a name for himself just as much as she did. Oh, no, I wouldn't agree with that. I think she has a far bigger name than he does. All I got to say is that Demi got famous because her music and also a lot of news and controversial stuff that's happened to her. She's more known. That's the only reason why. Yeah, she's more definitely- bad news you got, more people know you. There's not right. a lot of people who watch them. The morning soap operas is that for people who stay at home all the time. Oh, Demi Lovato is everywhere. Yeah, yeah he's the a young soap and restless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, young and the restless, huh? Mm-hmm. Should be the young and the reckless. No, those those oh. novelas. Oh my God, Miss Rocky, remember those novelas that been on since like we were in high school, yo? I know, but all the drama. <laughs> I mean, listen, it, it's like all the drama now. Demi and Max, instead of being young and the restless, is the young and the reckless. Yeah. I feel like that is a soap. It is. <laughs> I feel like that's another soap opera, Young and the Reckless. Young and the Reckless. That's it. <laughs> well, listen, they broke up. They're not like in fighting or talking bad about each other. They respect each other and everything. I just feel that her family was also pressuring her a lot and her friends telling her that he was not good for her. I guess they saw something that she wasn't seeing. I guess she was trying to do the blind eye and look the other way. Sometimes we do that when we like somebody. Maybe, but I'm not ready to turn around and throw this guy in the gutter until we find out yeah, exactly. Yeah, same. There's got to be more yeah. to this, for sure. Yeah. There's got to be more to it than just whether or not he was, you know, signs that they saw. Maybe he just wasn't compatible for her or with his parents. But, I mean, we'll find out later on. You know how this mm-hmm. stuff is. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there's so much more to that yeah. story. So stay tuned. Demi and Max. The, the, the we'll be back with production. Novella. Yeah, it'll be, you know, two weeks from now. We'll probably have another uh, weekly celebrity with the final verdict in this. Con Demi y Máximo. <laughs> Demi y Max. R. Kelly. He oh, back. is back in the headlines, of course, saying that he is paranoid and petrified. Why might I ask? <laughs> because 
<laughs> this shit just, it just makes me laugh. So he is, of course, everybody knows he's been in jail. In an exclusive interview with Sneed, um, Becker claims Kelly can't sleep and is now afraid to leave his jail cell during the two hours he's permitted daily to venture out. His insomnia is serious. Um, and also, apparently, he's had some type of fighting going on with some Latin King Street gang members that were also convicted. So he's a little bit scared for his life. But, what do you think you know, is going to happen to him? I don't know. I guess he thought people were going to start singing, I don't see nothing wrong. No, come on. Yes, you do. Yes, you do see something wrong. You're in there. You've done done the crime. Now you pay the time. So, oh, well. Take some melatonin and go to sleep, sir. I was going to say, I don't see nothing with a little pee in your face. <laughs> well, I mean, but, now, he understands, now he understands how those girls felt when they couldn't leave his house. Exactly. There you go. Karma. There you go. Karma's a bitch. Karma. You know, I, I have no sympathy for him. I have no sympathy I for know. him. And for those, and for anybody who is sitting there saying, "Ah, you know, you gotta like respect." No, there's no respect for what he's being accused of. There's no respect for what he's gonna be, you know, invict, uh, convicted of. And to be petrified and paranoid, you should be that for the entire rest of your life. Right. Okay. Once you've done your time. And, you know, society wants to turn around and give you a second chance. That's a different story altogether. We can debate that later on. But right now, while you're in prison, all I want to know is that you're having the same fear that every single one of these women had. That's all I care about. Me personally, I don't think he has paranoia. I think that's his conscience that's killing him right now. I mean, he's afraid to go get a haircut. He's afraid to go outside. He's been beaten in jail every day since he's been in there. Every oh, day? Yeah. Do we know for a fact it's every day? Oh, that's what someone, one of his inmates is claiming. Wow. And I, wow. And we don't know what else he's and being. He's scared of his life. Yeah. Exactly. And we don't know what else. And you yeah. guys remember that movie, American Me. American. I was just about to label American <laughs> Me. <laughs> wow. There you go. So, you know, yeah. Our, our that movie was good. He's not just being, you know, when they say he's assaulted every day, they don't say what kind of assault. You know, he's in jail. So if he's that scared, there's a difference between, you know, going and getting your butt beat up and then getting your butt beat up, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Backing it up. Backing it up. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's that's just crazy. That is crazy. Ms. Rocky, what else you got? Moving on to the Jersey Shore. All right. So everybody knows who Angelina is, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So Miss Angelina is um, New York City is paid to pay her $350,000 over a sexual harassment lawsuit. So the MTV personality claimed that she experienced sexual harassment, including repeated and unwelcome sexual advances when she was working as an EMT for the New York City Fire um, Department in Rosville. Not sure where Rosville in New York City is at, but whatever. Um, When was this? When did this happen? Well, she just get, she's getting paid now. She's been, well, she was an EMT on the show for the past two or three years. Yeah. So (laughs) she got a settlement, the 34 year old from New York city law department, a spokesperson by the name of Nicholas Pellucci said that the FDNY, FDNY takes allegations of sexual harassment seriously. Miss Pavarnik claims was fully investigated and the appropriate corrective action was taken. I'm just like, there's so much sexual harassment cases going on right now. Yeah, I was just about to say that. 
I mean, we had we we were talking about the celebrity uh, mayhem before, where you know the personality from AT and T, she was getting that online, and Joanna. I know that uh, I know Bree in your field, you know everything from Weinstein over. You started talking about the different sexual harassments that were taking place, sexual assault in some cases that were taking place. Mm -hmm. You know, using females and males, um, Terry Crews being one of those who came out and, and came to that. And for some reason in the workplace, you would think that in 2020 or even close to that, even year, maybe going 10 years back, that this would not be an issue. I mean, they have all kinds of training for sexual harassment to the point where they bring it down to like a T. Right. So I don't understand how this is even taking place uh, in this well, day and age. Right. Well, the lawsuit was back... She, she slapped them with a lawsuit back in 2019. At the time, she claimed to be subjected to sexual harassment from two of her supervisors between 2017 and 2018 while working as an EMT. Yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. Look yeah. at the dates on that. Look at the yeah. years on that. I mean, that's yeah. that's post-Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. So if, yeah. If, you're, if you're going to, you know, that's post-election Donald Trump and all the other stuff that we were, you know, hearing. Right. So there's no way that men or women should be in any way shape or form conducting themselves in that way like and the comments are like vulgar sexual comments uh information or questions about private relationships and all kinds of, i mean groping right uh groping. Parts of, groping like how groping i can see you getting away with the words but groping a woman this day, especially with the Me Too movement and yeah. things like that, like, what do you think? I'm afraid to hug somebody in the workplace. Seriously. So, like, you go up there, you you know, you, you at this point, you're you're doing like, you know, because of quarantine, you're doing the shoulder, <laughs> you know, the, the little the little shin thing at this point, because nobody's touching each other. But even that is almost like I'm worried about. But groping, I mean, come on, yeah, yeah that's groping. insane. Can you imagine being insane. in the office? Somebody grabs your ass. That's yeah, insane. apparently, I mean, it. Ha I mean, I know it happened. I mean, I, it's happened, like especially back in the eighties and in the seventies and stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, I've never seen it. Me personally, I've never seen it. I have. But, yeah, when I worked at a yeah when I worked at AT and T, the sexual harassment going on there. And AT and T, if you're listening, I apologize. I use you for my phone system, but your call center was a piece of trash. Wow. They had people from cubicle to cubicle while on phone with customers. Throwing sexual advances back and forth. What? Supervisors wow. coming up to workers talking about, dang, you look fine today. And the Jeez. girls responding to it in like, oh, yeah, you think so? I'm like, what? What? Oh, hell to the no. Yeah. Uh. So we we live in some weird times. The problem is, is that hum humans themselves are not used to it yet. All the, right. all the restrictions that you have from removing all the personal boundaries. So that's tough. That's really tough. I mean, we're wow. going to change the topic because that's a topic that you can have a whole episode on. Oh, yeah. Sexual oh, harassment is one of those. So, Bree, what you got? Okay, so I have some pretty exciting news. Samuel Jackson's documentary series, Enslaved, The Lost History of the Transatlantic Slave Trade, it sells worldwide thanks to deals in more than 130 territories. So, yay! Um, yay! The six-part TV documentary series, it aired on Epics in the U.S. on September 14th, and it sheds new light on 400 years of human trafficking after millions of Africans were shipped to the Americas by Western European slave traders. 
And what's exciting about this show is that during each episode, they locate and examine sunken slave ships, and they retrieve information and underwater artifacts that help them reveal more about the transatlantic slave trade. So what do you guys think? I think that is so exciting. That is exciting. That's, Definitely. That, I mean, that's pretty exciting. I'm not sure if it's like cotton candy exciting like you're talking about. <laughs> I think it is, especially just like with the time that we were living in today. I mean, we talked about, you know, <laughs> sexual harassment, but, you know, human trafficking is also really huge and also with Black Lives Matter. Yeah, so I agree. That's why I'm trying to see the, uh, the excitement. You, you said it's a pretty serious topic. She's all like, because you know, well, also, it, it is. But, but now people can learn more about it, and they're educated, and it's you know, it's in so many territories where it's available for people to learn. So I, that's I think, why it's exciting. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's making me laugh. She's making me because she came on and it was like, I have something really exciting. Here's a six part miniseries about enslavement and humanities. And I'm like, what? Sunken slave ships. It's 400 years of persecution. Okay. I was was just saying the excitement of, you know, him having this documentary series and, you know, it's been distributed in so many locations. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah i guess i'm excited for like <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I, do, I do give props though because samuel L. jackson has been actually talking about this for many many years and i had a feeling he would eventually kind of start using that mouth of his to put it on some type of you know documentary or some type of series so it is actually very exciting that we actually get to yeah. have those type of uh, documentaries start being put out, especially by actors and a lot of the people who, um, you know, should have a voice in some of this matters. And yeah, I'm a big fan of, of creating more information to, you know, spread the awareness. I just hope that it's one of those documentaries that is just like truthful to the facts and not truthful to an opinion. You know what no, I'm saying? No, it is. It is. It's all about stating like the facts. Uh, it's available now if people want to watch it. Um, But what's also really cool is they're using new advanced technology in order to be able to show where these sunken slave ships are located and just all the information that they're discovering. It's new because of what they've been able to do. So that's why I think it's also exciting. I'm like, education. Yay. I hope they use that. that, uh, There's this one guy on, I think it's Disney Plus, and they actually do sonar to like look up all the different maps and all the different things that are possibly underground. I hope they're using that to, to try to find all of these because that's actually fun to watch. I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen that. So, see, it's not as funny when I told you when I said it. It was a lot funnier <laughs> when Bree said it. So That's because I was laughing when I said it. I was yeah. like, ha, 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 ha. I got all babbler serious. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs>